Talmor, Sheshin Mugachi. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My grand says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a story glass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Okay, so this is a mini episode for you guys. It's a little bonus treat, a little snack. Make sure you do go check out our other episodes in our archive, though. This isn't our episode for this week. We do have one coming up with Cameron Esposito. But Chrissy the Friend Turn has returned from Coachella. And, well, I'm sure you can guess how that went. So here's our interview with Chrissy. Chrissy the Friend Turn, who has just returned from Coachella, which, as I'm sure you can imagine... Had me in a real tizzy, knowing that this one, being the methed out flake that she is, popping up, going away, doing whatever it is that she's coming in and out at her, on her own terms. Fuck malls. It's Chrissy's <laughs> world and I'm just living in it. You know how nervous I was with you going away. Honey, how did, are you in one piece? I'm in, I'm in one piece physically. I'm in a couple pieces emotionally. Coachella has a way of fragmenting your identity, especially if you take drugs there. But I didn't take any drugs while I was there, which was kind of a mistake. This is weird. You didn't drink and you didn't do any drugs. I didn't drink or do drugs um, because I was there for work. Thought Catalog paid to send us there um, because we got the press badges last minute, like the week before. Um, And then... We were like, Mom, Dad, can you please like get us a hotel to our employers? And they did. And we scheduled a bunch of interviews. And so I wanted to be sober for them. But that was kind of a mistake because like it's a fun space and you should be like loose when interviewing people a little bit. Yeah, I I mean, to me, like festival and drinking, even if there's work in the mix, they go hand in hand. So and it's almost like. I this is so bad, I shouldn't. I'm almost regretting saying this as I'm saying this, but you're not doing your job if you don't get fucked up at at Coachella. Right. So that's pretty much everyone's reaction when I tell them that I was sober there. And like midway through, so we went on Thursday night and we were there. The festival started on Friday. Coachella is over now, but there were two weekends of Coachella, which is a fucking mess in my opinion to do that. Well, it's just become such an ordeal now. Like, when I first moved to LA, it had already been going on for a while. And I think it had been going on for like five or six years. And people had started to like turn on it. And like 
say it was like what people do to Burning Man now. Like yeah. that's been happening with Coachella for like four or five years right. where it's just like celebrities, models, randoms, names, people, everyone flocks to Coachella. I'm proud to say I've never been. I have friends that like have bought their tickets one full year in advance, rented out like the Frank Sinatra house in Palm Springs. Like I've had friends who have done do that whole thing every single year. I just I'm a Bonnaroo girl. I would rather be trapped in humidity than desert heat. And that's and that's just like I also don't love California and that part of California enough to want to go isolate myself out there because one thing about Coachella, like any other concert, like good luck getting out of the parking lot, that takes three days. Yes. So and if you pay for an Uber, like you guys were staying an hour away, which is not yes. uncommon. We did that for Bonnaroo two years ago and I felt like kind of like I was cheating everyone on the experience because if you're ba- like if you're not like, you know, as Morgan Murphy said, like shitting in a Frisbee, like you aren't living the, the reality <laughs> of what that life is. Yeah, it's like a Coachella lifestyle to do the camping and you could see who was doing the camping and who wasn't. Yes. And so it's like it's Coachella it has like a cast system. So you get like the there's a VIP wristband, which means like nothing. There's a VIP area but it doesn't help you watch the concert any closer. It just puts you away from the plebes to like drink your beer and like have a vegan hot dog. See, I've always I've always had that at Bonnaroo and I always really appreciated that because as I've gotten older and older and I'm not like an old grumpy person, like for Luda, like I was in the thick of people, but I was like, this is- Chris was at Bonnaroo? Yeah, the first year I went. But um, anyway, like I- stood in like a sandwich of humans. Yeah. And I think I did that for Passion Pit too, which was just like everyone was on so much Molly. Right. But um, I I just like, I, I, I like the VIP. If you can get it, it's not bad. If you can get it, just simply because like it's nice not to be sandwiched in that heat. Definitely. And to have people, like your oasis away. Like right. your break time in VIP I get. And I think it's kind of a joke. I love live music. Like concerts have been such a huge part of my life. But I feel like you're getting the same experience if you're standing in the back or if you're standing in front of the stage. And so I yeah. don't real I don't understand this like get up front culture because anytime I've done that, I've A, I've gotten injured. Like I've been up against the rails before because I stood out there for three hours waiting. Yeah. But like that base I basically like broke a rib in the yeah, you die. like people yeah. crowd surf over you you get like kicked in the head some guys like not boner but like some guys crotch is rubbing against you from the back always I've been molested at like every concert I've ever yeah. been to it's not fun no and that's so we didn't we weren't doing that and that was good but like yeah it was just the cast system part of it like blew my mind because people pay so much more for that VIP oasis and we didn't have VIP until the last night because Jeremy Holler, Jeremy from Vine. <laughs> hey, Jeremy. This dude, Jeremy got us VIP wristbands for the last night, like right before Drake went on. And How did you meet Jeremy? Jeremy, we met in the media tent. He's a very nice guy. Um, shouts to Jeremy. He was also like having a similar Coachella experience to us because he was sober and working the whole time. He was like managing all the Vine stars okay. who were there. Which we also met that some sucks. Viners. That sounds like the worst <laughs> thing that could – that sounds like a not fun job, but okay. No. Poor so, Jeremy. Poor Jeremy, but Jeremy – and he was there, like, without his boyfriend who was, who was in I New was, York. I was going to ask who hooked up with Jeremy, but no. there we go. He has boyfriend. Yeah, so him. Jeremy was interested in us purely on a friend level, which was wonderful because everyone – there were so many media tent leers 
who were just like staring at our tits the whole time. And that was uncomfortable. Um, so there was that. But we so we got VIP, had one drink. And then he said to us, like, I have one production wristband, which will get you up front. And yeah. you watch where like all the other artists are. So yeah, like, where Rihanna would be watching from. Right. And he was like, I have one of those. One of you can have it. So I gave it to Ari, my coworker. Um, and I watched Drake alone in the crowd, which was fun because I was just with strangers. But then Ari saw Rihanna. Oh, my God. Live and in person, walked next to her. I would die. I know. And that was like the one person that I was like, if you see Rihanna, you need to take in every single detail so you can tell me. And so she did. She detailed like her outfit, her laugh, which is very familiar. She was with ASAP Rocky. She was wearing wonderful leggings and braids. And she, Ari walked in front of her and Ari's ass was like out at this point. Because yeah. Because we had changed into like our slutty concert clothes. And so Ari thinks she stared at her ass. Okay. See, I always, Rihanna follows me on Twitter, not to brag, but I've always, she's one of those people that I admire so much mm-hmm. that I almost can't bear the thought of seeing her. Like I was like no. that about Gwen Stefani for a really long time. Like I was like, I hope to God I never meet Gwen Stefani because I will just like, there's no one higher to me. And if I meet her, like all of a sudden I'm going to know. And I, and I don't think I would find out anything disappointing about her. It's just like that stage of my life where I'd never met Gwen Stefani would officially be over or seen her I yeah. would it would be over and I couldn't handle that thought that's how, kind of how I feel about Rihanna that's exactly how I feel about Rihanna and so I'm happy that I didn't see her because then that would be like now I have no hopes every year I'm like this is going to be the year that I meet Rihanna so like I did that with Jay-Z that was my new year's resolution yeah. like 12 new years in a row like I just want to meet Jay-Z this happen? year never happened so you're still in that stage but like I an actually, aspirational I've been stage. in the same room as him a few times but I've never met him so it's aspirational yeah but I don't I don't know if I actively work that resolution anymore just because I feel like I've met enough people and had it not be the fruitful wonderful yeah. moment <laughs> that I hoped it would like it wasn't the magical moment where I'm pulled into the VIP and like fed well (laughs) yeah fed blunts and like you know whatever what I want to know though because you were sober you probably notice this better than most people biggest hot mess you saw at Coachella this girl before 2 p.m we're in the Sahara tent which is where like all the EDM goes on and she was going buck wild on Molly just like flailing her limbs everywhere in a crop top like tits out and grabbing strangers and being like go fucking crazy go fucking crazy come on come on and like scratching people that's like a person who never does drugs and wants everyone Mm -hmm. to know she's on drugs like because you don't need to act like that there's nothing in Molly that makes that happen to you. In fact, everything about Molly makes you do almost the opposite. She might have not been. Uh, I've never done Molly, so I'm bad at recognizing it except for like in dehydration and like so I can recognize some s- symptoms of Molly. But she was like she might have been. She was just on one. She might have been like on coke. She might have been not on anything at all and just super stoked. It sounds really like upsetting to we be saw on coke vomiting. at a music festival. Yeah, I saw people do coke there. Couples, couples fighting. I saw a breakup in front of the Samsung tent. Oh, what happened? <laughs> um, I think one of them wanted to see Run the Jewels, and the Stop. other was too fucked up. Yes. Oh my god! And what do you think? It's a real breakup, or do you think they went home and were like, "No, they definitely worked it out." It was like she was like, "I'm fucking done with you," and like couldn't finish her sentences, and he was like, "Drink the water, drink the water." I'm so sick of this. I'm done. I'm done too. After this, I'm done. After we see Run the Jewels, I'm done. 
So I'm I'm imagining that they went to run the jewels and she became hydrated and like probably apologized. Got it. Yeah, those I feel like there's probably between the heat, the drugs, the general anxiety. I mean, look, every music festival you go to, you're going to miss people. Like I was you're going Oh, you mean like sets? Yeah. I thought you meant like miss your friends. No, you I was can... there being wistful. I was like, I wish I was here with so and so. Oh no, I was making up like I have I always would get the Bonnaroo app every year. I'm not going this year. That's why I'm talking past tense. Get the Bonnaroo app and make my schedule in my phone before I even left. Like that's how I would get excited for it. Yeah. But you go if you make it to a quarter of those shows, you're lucky because yeah. you I mean, you take a pee break. That's 45 minutes of your life. Mm-hmm. Like it's just you got to you got to get over the emotional aspect of missing certain things. But I am. I want to know because like the I did see one person who just came back from Coachella the other day and she immediately was like, I'm sorry, like my serotonin levels are like on the floor. <laughs> and I so I want to know what percentage of people there do you think are on Molly or other? Yeah, like Molly specifically weed. I don't count because it's just Molly specifically. I feel like I felt like I didn't see a lot of people having a great time. Everyone was like on their phones during the shows, very like cognizant of what was happening, arguing about the next person they were going to see like taking pictures on DSLRs for like fashion blogs. Like it was, I feel like probably like 20%, maybe, maybe 10. That just sucks because it does sound like now that you say it, like the thing that I've always enjoyed about Bonnaroo while I've always been there for some sort of work purpose is I've always had so much fun. Yeah. And it's like, that's the kind of fun that work should be like in a way is that like you shouldn't be at that place where you're just being a machine. I mean, I think that's, could be bad advice but I feel like if you can't have fun like that in your job when you're when you're at an event like that then like either the event is boring or like your job is boring (laughs) yeah like you're doing it wrong I felt in many ways that until we like finally chilled the fuck out on the last day that like we were doing it wrong like because we would see artists and get really excited and then like it would automatically go back into like oh shit we have to do this this and this oh my god what are people going to think doing this and that? Because we were like babies there. Like everyone in the media tent was like legit or 14 and like a fashion blogger. And then it was obvious. Yeah. So we were very nervous about it and didn't really get to do drugs. So because we have a lot of an aspiring people who listen mm. to this, let's say you're going to cover an event like Coachella. You have to travel and go to like this big thing that may or may not be your scene. Uh, my number one rule, I'll just throw this out there first, is you have to ask for a per diem. You need that cash to cover yeah. your water. Water's like $8. Like food, beer, gas, like all of that stuff costs a lot of money. And a lock it, you for can, your locker. Yeah. And There's you can, a locker. And you can't like you can't lose money on a job. So there's that. I mean, unless this job is like a game changer and it's going to cost you only like $200 and the rest of your life is set up if you do this job really well, then, you know, maybe go out of pocket. But I always, that's the first thing I always worked out was like how much cash you given me to have fun. Like, For sure. Yeah. Anyway, what are your, what would be your tips? For to do Coachella or like any, well, any music festival like that. Um, I would say go into it with your per diem if you can get it. And then if not, if you're just like some blogger who got lucky and like somewhere is giving you a byline, like you got in by chance, then just like do spend like your $300 on it and like try to ball out on a budget as much as possible. Um, 
eat shitty food. Like eat French fries and pizza and like whatever the line is shortest for. Like don't be gluten free by choice during a music festival. That's like a horrible idea. I mean, meet I a lot of strangers. Like, like interview way, strangers. The only way you can properly report on something is if you live it. Yeah, like Gonzo style. Like yeah, we should have we should have gone into that. And mo- at moments we did, but a lot of times I felt like more of a fly on the wall than like a participant of Coachella and I should have just gone like full cella bitch and like been side boobs out on Molly floral crown yeah floral- <laughs> pe- are people still doing the floral crown still doing the floral crowns like crazy and bindies white girls wearing bindies was a huge thing like That's just everything really that offensive to me so hard <laughs> yeah I find that to be like really offensive yeah it's it's gross. not when Gwen like- did it though she's flawless to me Gwen was more of, I feel like, Gwen's an artist. Yeah. So she can do it or not some random girl who drove in from mm-hmm. like Torrance. There weren't a lot of Indian headdresses, but there were some. Bindi's were definitely the new Indian headdresses and like um, adorning jewelry that is clearly cultural, like the nose ring with the chain on it and shit like that. But it wasn't worn in such a way that it was like mixed into a look. It was like a look like it was like the culture was the look that and was that's yeah. like the fine line of appropriation that you need to like walk or like you need to figure the fuck out for yourself if you're a young person because like if you look like you're incorporating it into a style and like it doesn't stand out fine but these girls straight up looked like they were like in Indian face throughout the whole festival yeah and dudes I mean dudes were just like bro styled like electric just disgusting like everything I'm not attracted to the worst and like that those are the people that weren't in VIP so that was nice like the festival bros um but yeah that was those were the egregious like style mistakes and people are still doing that and there's a whole just like Coachella style that just doesn't make any sense um I do want to give a quick shout out to a a Twitter feed that's always been a big help to me when I've been going to festivals or anything. It's at festival snobs and they give you really, I've been to outside lands. Um, I've been to, I'm going to ATX this year. I've been to, um, when is that? It's in June. That's exciting. I'm going, uh, I've been to Bonnaroo three times. I love festivals. Um, so this festival snobs has always been really good, but just as a reference for like little pieces of info that you might not know that might be helpful to you over that weekend. I wish I I didn't know that. I need to do that. And also next fucking time. Work that that hashtag. Like the mm. Bonnaroo hashtag was always super awesome. Like I just always was like, oh okay. Like that, oh that's good to know. Like, oh that's going on now. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Like it just lets you know. It keeps you informed. And like a lot of people will tweet like surprise I'm here. Like that's how you find out things like that. Um and so, tweet your own hashtag too. I know a writer who was there and got reached out to because she just hashtagged like, oh, Coachella. Like I'm at Coachella. And an editor from Maxim emailed her and was like, hey, we need Coachella coverage. We'll pay. That's awesome. Right now. Yeah. That's like the dream of what would happen. And it happened. So like hashtag where you're going. Just like don't be a snob about it. Now. For one weekend. Real quick. Um, if you had to rate the Coachella your experience on a scale of one to 10 in terms of like you would go again it was fun you had fun you think it's an enjoyable experience it's totally worth the financial uh drain that it can be if you're buying the tickets yeah like would I buy the tickets yeah um I would rate it like a five or a four 
maybe. So you'd do it again, but only if it was convenient. It was on, yeah. On someone else's dime, I would 100% do it. Yeah. And I would do it differently. I would probably get fucked up. Yeah. Girl, I'm kind of shocked that like not even at night when like <laughs> at Drake, I had like two drinks and that was it. I would always pack like, in the interviews during the day parts so then I could go live mm-hmm. my night, you know, and then yeah, we we fucked up. We were just taking what people would give us to like the publicists were rearranging everything. And so we were like, they're like, can you do 9 p.m.? We're like, yeah. And yeah. then we would trot on home and try to write stuff. And the Wi-Fi in our hotel didn't work. The Wi-Fi at the festival was shitty. The Wi-Fi in the media tent was spotty. And we just never could get any of our stuff up. So it was like ghosting part of the time, which is like not what you're there for. You should be there to be like, update. You can find it. But here's the thing is you kind of shouldn't be there to be like, update. Like, yeah, that catalog's not breaking news on Coachella. <laughs> so it's like, I kind of wish that you guys have allowed yourself that experience. I'm not saying like, you you should regret this. You did it the wrong way. But that's definitely yeah, but a learning experience for sure. Is that like, just like fucking get into it. Like you're, when you're young and like, you have the chance to be like, a fucking animal take every opportunity you have why yeah. not just don't embarrass yourself in like the media tent if you get that right like, exactly sober up and wear a nice shirt and then leave and as jackson said to me black out with your rack out absolutely mm. and i and i think honestly <laughs> keep a fur coat in your car because that's what i For did real. yeah i just would like throw on my fur coat at night over my bikini and i'd just walk around in that. that's the most baller way to be rihanna wore a fur coat to coachella and stunned it on everyone because at night was just it's cold wearing, yeah and everyone's like putting on their little hoodies like over their outfit that they planned out so well and like Rihanna was like I'm gonna wear a crop top and a fur coat people so you're Rihanna about music festivals I am kind of Rihanna people thought I was famous at Bonnaroo that's why I kept right consistently getting backstage is because they thought I was a famous person and, and that's I what was you have like to do is like position yourself like that yeah I think they were like well this freak must be a musician <laughs> because she's just straight up rolling in here in in uh what was I wearing what are the rain boots a bikini and a fur jacket and I was wearing sunglasses at night like a damn freak like eh, whatever festivals are for freaks so you have to be a freak at a festival get your damn freak life on all right Chrissy well I'm proud of you you did lose your phone though do you want to talk about that uh yeah I went into the Samsung tent and they had these phones out that you it was like a phone store and so I walked up to the phone and if you took a selfie they would put it on their big monitor so I flipped off the phone and I thought that was really funny. And then I left my phone there and proceeded to think that I had lost it at a show or elsewhere. And I was freaking out for like four hours. I called my parents. It's like, it's gone. It's all gone. I can't afford a phone. Just in general, like an asshole. And I went up to the people in the media tent and I was like, hey, if you guys find a phone. And I had to write on the marker board that was there that I lost it. It was a whole thing. It's really embarrassing. And um, then I found it in the Samsung tent. Shout out to Glenn. And the Samsung 10. This is a real big tip. I think you need to, even when I would go to festivals and get super, super fucked up, I kept everything that was on me minimal and I kept everything that was on me literally on me. So if in, like, I was a bikini top, if I wasn't holding my phone, it would be nestled in my bikini top. If yeah. I, if, or like, I would figure out like uh, the right crossbody purse that was like not snatchable, like the kind of purse yeah. that you'd bring to like, Europe in the 80s when everyone would warn you about the gypsies there like even like (laughs) just like be fly enough to rock a fanny pack too yeah like something 
something. I just order a cheap dad one though. Don't go to American yeah. Apparel and pay fifty dollars. No. What they're trying to do is achieve the dad look, and they're really just spending a lot of money. You can literally find a fanny pack for five ninety nine. Yeah, they should not cost money. Like stay strapped. Just like keep your stuff on your person. I tried. I had like a little backpack with me and everything, and that was like my downfall. Is that for one second I had my phone in my hand and put it down and then like walked away. So, so like, get don't have your stuff in your hands alert. like an animal. Like yeah, put it on, yeah, put it on your body. I think because I smoke and I always have my cigarettes on me, I'm so I'm very aware of like what's on my person. Yeah, which is why I like nev- why I rarely lose things. I lose but, everything. Yeah, I lost a receipt once when me and Miles were in a parking deck from the time we got it, like two minutes before that, to the time we exited. I mean, well, Christy, we that's why we're all praying for you. So uh, thanks right. for coming and doing a Coachella recap. We really thanks, appreciate guys. that. I'm sure that you guys out there have not heard much about Coachella. JK, mm-hmm. even H&M has a Coachella con- like collection. It's so annoying. I can't imagine if Bonnaroo got on that level, how annoyed I would be by it. So I totally kind of, while I'm also like, hey, guys, lighten up. I also totally respect people who are bummed about how big it's gotten. Yeah, I respect that too. It was very corporate. All right, guys. Fuck capitalism. Proud of you, Chrissy. You did a really good job. I'm actually shocked, to be honest. I really thought that there was, I mean, wow. Uh, I'm actually a little bit disappointed that you didn't get fucked up, to be honest, which is weird because that's my whole concern about you. But um, yeah, great job and love having you here when you bothered to show up. Bye.